Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, Matt Richardson. How are you? You know what? I'm good. I'm glad we're kind of coming to the summer now. I'm feeling positive. I just want something to do. I've started trying to be good at bass because, you know, I hang out with you a lot now doing this and like I have a bass and, you know, you sent me a little video and I've learned a busted song. I've learned on what you're on. Oh, have you? Oh, what the that video? Yeah, from you sent me that video and I've learned it. So that's <laughs> been my goal. So Matt always said that he was impressed with the bass line from on what you're on. Love it. So I quickly recorded myself playing it. So I thought you can learn to play that if you want. And um, it's simpler than you think, right? You know what? I don't think it is. I'm not very good, though. So it was, I found it quite hard. <laughs> But yeah, so I've been learning busted songs on bass. What have you been up to? I can't quite believe you've just said that, Matt. Oh, really? Because my week has been almost identical, but in a slightly more embarrassing way. Okay. So I bought a new electric guitar. I'm in the middle of building a recording studio. Well, I say recording studio in a very loose term. It will be like a writing room. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, I don't have a good like Gibson Les Paul sound. And I've got like a good telly and I've got loads of basses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a good strap. But I was like, I need need a Gibson Les Paul. And then I just thought, oh shit, well, you know, I haven't got my studio or anything set up now. So I need to buy an amp. So I bought like a really simple tiny little amp it's this little Yamaha thing and it's like tiny but it's fucking brilliant great it's amazing it sounds incredible so I was just in my son's bedroom <laughs> which we turned into like a podcast studio and a Zoom room amazing and I was playing guitar I'm not a very good guitar player so uh, it was a you know, not the greatest sound coming, but my kids were blown away. They were like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. I was like, ah. Great for the ego. Literally light bulbs went off in my head because I've been trying to make them musicians for years. (laughs) (laughs) But like suddenly they heard the electric guitar with an effect on and they were like drawn to it. Oh, great. Like, oh my God, can I have a go? And I was like, Yes, yes, you can have a go. Here you go. <laughs> you know, handing it over, you know, all ceremonially. And so they had it and they started mucking around with it and they loved it. They loved the sound of it. And I was like, fucking typical. They want to be guitar players. <laughs> so then they were like, how do I play that song from School of Rock? And I was like, what song's that? And they were like, oh, um, back in, you know, the ACDC one you play. I was like, oh, back in black. I'll give it here. I'll work it out. And then suddenly it hit me. I was like, oh, I'm a fucking shit guitar player. I'm going to now... <laughs> bumble around on a fucking guitar in front of my kids and I was like do you know what I'll learn this later on I've got to go and make something for downstairs you know because I didn't want to be embarrassed and have to work it out in front of my kids you might my only rock star friend have to get guitar lessons to teach your kids these songs well that's just the thing do you know what I did I went in the other room (laughs) with an acoustic and I watched a YouTube tutorial on how to play Back in Black (laughs) amazing Just cut out the middle, man. Shove them in front of the YouTube tutorial. No, 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 no. I want them to think I'm great. Yeah, fair enough. So then the next time I picked it up, I was like, oh, right, what was it you wanted to learn? Oh, yeah, let me let me think about that. Nah, 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 nah. And then it was like, 
I was like, oh shit. <laughs> so I had to practice that for a bit. It was a bit harder than I fucking thought it was going to be. Oh my God, I love it. So look, you've got three children. So with you playing bass, that's a band, surely. I mean, you'd hope so, right? Yeah. But, I mean, I went to see a band once and their dad played guitar in the back. <laughs> they were like four kind of younger kids, like about 19, 20. And their dad was at the back playing guitar next to an amp who wasn't lit. Oh, no. And I always thought, that's a sad place to be, mate. You're going to be Billy Ray Cyrus in Hannah Montana. Do you know what? I'd take that. <laughs> That'd be all right. But that's been my week. So I've been trying to fucking learn how to play guitar. Fair enough. Which is a bit embarrassing because I'm not very good. But you're in a multi-million selling rock band. Amazing. Love that. Yeah, I love that no, for you. Yeah, yeah. Now, the episode this week is absolutely great. We're joined by Rosie Jones, who is a comedian, a writer. She's got a travel show on Channel 4 at the moment called Trip Hazard. And it is a real riot, actually. Like, she's very fun. Do you know what? I had the best time with Rosie. I found her intoxicating. I found her energy fucking amazing. And also, this was quite an early one for us. Like, we normally don't do them at 10 o'clock in the morning. No. So I was a bit like, oh, I wonder what this is going to be like. And she is just an uplifting ball of energy. She was fantastic. Effervescent, I would say. Effervescent. Love it. So just before we listen to Rosie, we at the end of the show are going to do a listener confession. This is something we do on our Patreon. If you get the extended episode, you get us and our guest doing some listener confessions together. If you have a confession, we would love to hear from you. We are at WNOW podcast on Instagram. Message us and we'll put it on the podcast anonymously. But for now, here's Rosie. This is When No One's Watching. The podcast where celebrities confess their guilty pleasures. And then we decide whether they're good, bad. Crack on and stop feeling embarrassed about it. Or bad, bad. Go straight to bed, no tea, and think about what you've done. You might be asking why they tell us these things. And it's basically because we are guilty pleasures, aren't we? I'm Matt Richardson, uh, Heat Magazine's weird crush of the year. And I'm Matt Willis from Busted. Yeah, I know, yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to When No One's Watching. Hi. Hello, Matt Richardson. Hi, how are you? I'm really good. I like it when you jump in. Hi. 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 Let's just get this shit on the road, okay? Yeah. Hi. Hi, Matt. Shut up. Get on with it. I am slightly showing off today as well because our guest today is someone that I haven't known for very long, but I feel like we've got a real connection. We really get on. Really? So I want to impress her. So that's why I want to just get this on the road. And also, I'm very aware that she is probably more interested in meeting you than me. So I'm just trying to sort of assert some kind of authority over the whole podcast proceeding. Today, we're joined by comedian, presenter, writer, sort of everything, really. She's got a brand new travel show on Channel 4 called Trip Hazard. Great name. Uh, It's Rosie Jones. Hello, first of all, Matt, we're not friends. Cool, great, nice. Basically, we recently met and like you said, you thought, oh, I like Rosie, we should be friends. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought... He's okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know what? Fuck me, I guess. Fucking unbelievable. There we go. So um, let's just get on with the podcast, I suppose, because um, I'm going to cry otherwise. <laughs> Thank you for coming on, Rosie. Now, I understand when we spoke about this podcast, you were a busted fan, so this was quite an easy booking. Yes. I'm a 30-year-old girl. Right. So I was like... Prime Busted fans. Yeah. And now, as you said to Matt, 
I think Charlie, Charlie was my favourite. <laughs> and I think he was the last man I ever fancied. The last, really? Yeah. Charlie turned Rosie. Really? Yeah. Because you couldn't get any better than that. That's basically, you're like, well, I fancied Charlie now. What is the point of other men? Basically, yeah, I was a big fan of Busted. I love Charlie, but then I got introduced to Terry Hatt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? Terry Hatcher was your yeah, first. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> I think I would have preferred Charlie if he had tits. Yeah. Well, it depends when you catch him because sometimes he does. <laughs> You know, it depends whether you catch him pre-tour or post-tour, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I was a big, big fan. But, yeah, last guy I ever fancied before I went full, full gay. Okay, so do you think that Charlie leaving Busted made you a lesbian? Do you think that's what it was? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, okay. So, okay, fantastic. I'm, I'm just making a note of that. There's another one to throw at him in a heated <laughs> argument. Um, there we go. Okay, great. But actually, I would argue and say thank you. Yeah. <laughs> because the gay way is the right way. Is the right way. way. <laughs> okay, crossing that one out. That doesn't work. Okay. Um, How thrilling, yeah. eh, Rosie, that you could be used as a weapon in a busted argument. That's, oh, uh, that's yeah. I think you've made it, to be honest. I've made it, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I just want to make it very clear that I am here for you, Matt Willits, and not that Peter shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, I'm regretting this booking already. Oh, for God's sake. Oh. It's funny because when I think about it, the opposite happened to me. I think I may have been going down the gay way and then Charlie Simpson just put me off men entirely. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, just needed women. Yeah, yeah. Just had enough of boys. Charlie Simpson was also the last man you fancied. <laughs> he was. He definitely was. He broke my heart in so yeah. many ways. I just decided, you know what? Not for It's you. not the way for me. Oh, yeah. Gay way is not the way for me. Actually, I mean, we'll get on to the podcast later, but <laughs> you're thinking about air hostess, that music video, I think that was a point where I was like, I think I fancy the air <laughs> expecting to start this podcast with Rosie's sexual awakening. That, this is sort of a real yeah. nice... This is how 
podcast. It's just lucky that there's a member of Busted here for once. Yeah. Yeah, 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 fair enough. Now, Rosie, I think you're quite an open book. I think you're very quick to admit things that are a bit embarrassing and stuff like that. How do you feel about admitting these confessions today? I'm actually quite nervous. Oh, re- because, good. Because, yeah, you're right. I do share a lot of what I do and what I get up to. But actually, all of my confessions today, I'm like, oh, shit, (laughs) I've never said this out loud. Oh, fantastic. They're the best ones. Well, you know what? Let's just crack on with it, yeah? I think we need to. Let's have your first confession, please. Right. I am currently obsessed. With Hugh Hefner. <laughs> really? Really? Yes! Tell me more. So, more of a well-known fact about me is I love murder. Like, Great, brilliant. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Not the best way to phrase that, Rosie, I'm going to say. I feel like that. Isn't an embarrassing thing. No. And I recently learned about the murder of a playgirl bunny right. in the 80s. So then I went on a Hugh Hefner rabbit hole because I feel like you... Say Hugh Hefner and you go, right, he was a little pervert. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. actually, was he not living a dream? <laughs> <laughs> so actually, what you're obsessed with here, Rosie, is picturing yourself in a pervert's lifestyle. <laughs> I don't really know much about the man. Can you tell us what fascinates you about him? I- I love finding out that actually he was really liberal. Yeah. You look at him and you think he was a sexist Republican. Yeah. But actually he was so liberal and he spoke out for racism and he was... I really wanted to promote equality. And what I've read about him, he really looked after the girls and he wasn't the perfect that everyone depicts him as. So actually, what I'm saying is Hugh Hefner had I'm desperately trying to find this picture. I'm like, as you're talking, there's a picture of Busted with Hugh Hefner. Like at the bottom of the stairs in the mansion. I'm desperately, I don't have it on my phone. You've been to the Playboy Mansion? We went to the Playboy Mansion to a party years ago. We met him. Like. 
Like it was, um, it was so Rosie, bizarre. Rosie, we've just had an episode out where Matt admits to temporarily joining Scientology. Yeah. And I thought that would be the pinnacle of like the weird stories from Busted. But no, he went to the Playboy Mansion. It looks sticky, doesn't it? That's my only thing about the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> well, for instance, like I remember um, going into the cave. Yeah. In the pool. Yeah. Oh, the grotto. Yeah. We went into that, right, in the pool. And it just felt weird. <laughs> I instantly wanted to have a shower. I was just like, I feel like some horrible <laughs> shit has gone on in here. Yeah. You know, some great shit too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. But no. some some disgusting, horrible shit. Yeah, it was very weird. So, how did you end up there? Like, were you invited? Did you just rock up on the doorstep? How did you get into the Playboy Mansion? Don't tell her that. Don't tell her. (laughs) Okay, so I don't like to bring this up because it reminds people that it happened, but we did an MTV2 reality show in America called America or Busted. Right, I didn't know that. It's no longer available on any channel or anywhere (laughs) on the internet. So unfortunately, you can't watch anymore. So we went to America to film this reality show, and this was before reality shows had kicked off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Osbournes had been on, that was kind of it. So we went there, and one of them was us going to the Playboy Mansion. And so they filmed us for like about an hour there, you know, and I think when you've got a camera crew for MTV, they welcome you in. Yeah. You know, but like we had a Playboy bunny show us around. She was lovely. We went into like the kind of like area with like the pool table and stuff. And suddenly she started doing all this like sexy dancing to the camera and stuff. It was really weird. <laughs> and we were all stood there like, uh, we're so like not those people. Like we're so not cool kind of rock stars. So we were kind of just sat there like this. Oh my God, what do we do? Oh. And then there was a big party. So then we just stayed around. We just had this amazing party at a Playboy Mansion to finish it. It was epic. How surreal. One of the bits that was being filmed was Hugh Hefner coming downstairs and meeting Busted. And we were like, hi, Hugh. Hey, man. He was in his robe. It was lovely. What was it like? Tell me. Everything. Do you know what? He smelt fantastic. Good. I remember that. He smelt like really good. Yeah, you know I when bet. you smell someone, you like you smell expensive. People smell successful, don't they? He smelt successful. He's very well groomed, like not a hair on his face, and like he just looked like perfectly groomed. And he was charming, like really charming, very witty, very funny. Like he said, he said, you guys, um, you guys staying in LA? And we were like, um, oh no, we're just um we're just coming in and out. And he goes, done a lot of that. <laughs> I was like, yes, man. Yes. 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 Yeah, I was like, great line. See, this is why I like him. Because <laughs> if he was setting up now in 2021, you go, mate, no. Nobody wants that. <laughs> But actually, when he started in the 60s and 70s, it was a time for sex and sex positivity. Yeah, yeah. Mm. To go from quite a buttoned up 50s era to then go and yeah, why can't we display and celebrate women? I think it was 
What people needed, right, then? Yeah, I agree. He was at the forefront of, you know, liberation and, like you say, it's not right for now. We're almost kind of coming full circle now to going, well, we've had quite enough of that sexual liberation for a bit. We're now going to go back to not having it. Yeah. Look, also, he, he kind of built an empire out of nothing, didn't he? Like, that magazine, yeah. he came from nowhere and built this huge, multi, hundred, hundreds of millions of dollars that company was worth. Yeah. He was an impressive guy, I guess. I think before my obsession, I thought it was a little seedier. Yeah. But actually, it was all about consent. He would never do anything that people didn't want. That's it. And there were some girls who lived in the mansion for years and years. Yeah. And then had sex with him because they had friendships. So, yeah, I mean, it's not Mother Teresa. No. <laughs> but actually, everyone there wanted to be there. Yeah. When it comes to race as well, like he was one of the first people to have black women in his magazines. It was so inclusive. So actually, Great guy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think I'm not sure if you want to go and live like Hugh Hefner or be in Playboy Rosie. Yeah. I think both of them are on the bucket list now. <laughs> yeah. Basically, it's a way for me to be a Playboy bunny and to fuck on a Playboy bunny. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. So, Rosie, we do rate them good-bad or bad-bad, depending. So, uh, Matt, how are you feeling about this? Do you know what? I haven't thought about Hugh Hefner for a long time and um, I can't wait to go and read everything I can about him. <laughs> I'm really intrigued by the man now. I remember going to um, a photography studio once and them having loads of Playboy covers on the wall and just thinking it looked fucking amazing and beautiful and kind of not like um, not like kind of seedy porn. It kind of looked like more of a celebration of the woman figure. And I was like, I found it really um, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, great. <laughs> and so, you know, there is something about it, which I think maybe in 2021, we're kind of putting into a category of wrong yeah. yeah you know when actually what he did wasn't necessarily wrong i think this is good bad i really really like it and now there's a documentary on him gonna watch that i'm all over it yeah you know what i'm gonna go good bad as well because like he's an interesting figure and he's more than a guy he's like a pop culture icon right he yeah. is. however he's not one that a lot of people talk about anymore like so the fact you you know he's quite a fascinating guy who did a lot for the modern world as it is and yet he's kind of been Pushed aside a little bit, I think, because we're like, oh, that wouldn't be very good now. Yeah. Yeah, I think good, bad as well. Off to a great start. Yes. Great start, <laughs> Rosie. Really? <laughs> it's all downhill from here. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Rosie, can we have your next confession, please? Right. This is where I lose <laughs> I love pulling hair. Out of a shower pool coat. <laughs> oh my god. Right, okay, okay. First of all, this is a big thing. This is a big, big thing. Yeah. Oh no, Rosie. One of the worst jobs I have in my life that I found myself becoming my job. Yeah. Is about once a month I have to take the top off the shower thing <gasps> and pull out the little tray thing and there is just so much human hair it is outstanding (laughs) until lockdown i had a shaved head so this ain't coming from me it smells weird oh yeah it's been down there a bit too long and it's absolutely disgusting in every possible way. No. I hate that job. And do you know what? This morning when I was having a shower before I came on this, yeah. the shower wasn't going down quick enough. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Lovely. <laughs> and I thought to myself this morning, fuck, I've got to fucking do that horrible fucking hair thing again. Now, where do you live? I'll come round <laughs> and I'll do it for you. Oh. It is so satisfying. No, no, it's not. I love it. My big question about it is, what is that gunk that's on it? Because it's not like, it's just that kind of like horrible slime that is around it. It's got to be like conditioner or something, right? Yeah. Oh, like, I've thought about that so many times. I'm like, what is that? What is that residue? Or is it slightly melting hair? I mean, I'm like, what's <laughs> going... <laughs> oh, it's so satisfying. So... <laughs> Annoyingly, I live with two friends, so in order to be a good flatmate, every time I shower, because I've got lots of hair, I pull it out 
every time. But I used to live on my own and I will purposely not do it for about a month in order to get that satisfaction and the, oh the absolute dream is when you pull it and you think you got it on and then you feel a tug. And actually, there's more hair underneath. And it just brings me so much joy because you're cleaning it out and it feels... (laughs) So good. Is it the fact then when it's clean, you're satisfied? Because look, I love when I've cleaned and I've got that nice post clean smug feeling, but I don't enjoy the actual process of doing anything like that. I think it's a bit about knowing it's all clean, but then it's that feeling of satisfaction of pulling something and actually it all comes out. Oh, my God. I mean, that's the thing that shocks me, is when you pull it and you think, oh, thank God, it's all, oh, no, there's more. Yeah. It just gathers up. It's disgusting. Absolutely horrific. And um, do you smell it? Um, no, no. Do you smell it? <laughs> Do you smell it, Rosie? I can see that. Look at your eyes. <laughs> I smell it a little. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. Because I smell it. I do. I can't help but smell it. Sometimes yeah. that kind of gross body smell, it's sort of like a bit nice. My problem with this is a bit like you, Matt. I don't have long hair, so I'm like, why is this my job? And it is my job. Yeah. Um, and I pull it out, and I'm like, come on, mate. Like, this isn't this is your stuff, Sam. Like, you've got loads of hair. Like Rosie, she's got a lot of thick hair. So I kind of appreciate the fact that because you live with people, you do it and you don't let it go. But I don't see the yeah. pleasure in it at all. This is a bit. The only thing I will say, right, is that I see this is very contradictory of me. But there is a feeling of satisfaction when it's gone. Once Thank it's gone, you! Yeah. There is a feeling of putting that fucking horrible tray back in there yeah. when it's not covered in hair. Yeah. Yeah. And watching the water trickle down perfectly. Yeah. Going, I did that. Yeah. I cleaned that. Honestly, it's the only reason why I'm gay. I want to get a girlfriend with the longest thickest hair. (laughs) (laughs) So that we can live in the house and every day I can pull that hair. (laughs) I always wondered why Rapunzel was your favourite princess. Yeah. (laughs) Rosie's dating profile say, like, would love you to have long hair. And they're like, oh, maybe she'll pull it. But no, you're out the sink. Um, right, how do we feel about this, Matt? Look, I'm going to go straight in. Bad, bad for me. I can't do this one. I'm sorry, Rosie. The thing is, right, this is one of those things that, like, 
comes up every month, I'm annoyed about it. Like, I do find pleasure in it being gone, but the actual pulling out of it, I find repulsive. And I've smelt that, and it's gross. You know, so, like, I can't see any pleasure in the pulling out of it. I can see pleasure in watching the water go down when it's clean, but that's not where I'm getting the pleasure from. So I think the actual pulling of the hair is bad, bad. (gasps) Like, the enjoyment of it. And also, the fact that you built it up, you purposely (laughs) let it build up, knowing, oh, if I leave it another week, it'll be even better. For a treat. For a treat. For a treat. Unbelievable. For a treat. <laughs> do you know what? I just remembered something. Once I was so fucking annoyed because it had only been a few weeks and I had to do it again that I pulled it out and I flicked it bloop, across the glass of the shower cubicle. Yeah. Right. And I just flicked it and I left it there. <laughs> <laughs> Rosa, you would have loved it. You would have come in there. You would have been like, oh, fucking hell. Brilliant. Honestly, that's time it clocked up. Give me everything and I'll be there. Okay, okay, you're on. Can we have your next confession, please? Okay, I pretend to like cool music. Yep. But secretly, I have the music taste of a 50-year-old man who's probably divorced <laughs> and is definitely <laughs> balding. Before we dig into the music, how have you come up with such a specific... Like, it feels like you're thinking of a certain guy. No, I'm not. It's embarrassing and I created this guy in my head is called Ken is <laughs> I mean his heyday was the eighties and okay. since then he'd been trying to relive it and it's like Ken let it go. <laughs> Let it go. So explain more. I need an example of the kind of music that Ken would listen to. So I only realised it recently because I listen to Spotify all the time. But I never realised that your friends can see oh. what you listen to. <laughs> oh, can they? Yeah. yeah. So right. my friend rang me up and was like, are you okay? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And she was like, you have a weird taste in music. It's things like the cure, the clash, the smiths. You know, it's a really specific era and it's usually miserable men talking about miserable things and basically I think I'm a week away from getting my own motorbike. (laughs) (laughs) The Clash are one of my favourite bands in the world. No way! 
I listen to The Clash probably more than I listen to any other band in the last 10 years, Yeah, I'd say. And I'm not a 50-year-old man. Whoa. I would argue, Rosie, The Clash, The Cure and The Smiths, that is like quite a cool taste in music these days. Is it? I would judge your friend more than you. My friends who wanted to look cool when we were a bit younger would always be like, oh, no, yeah, I'm just listening to The Cure and The Smiths, whereas I would be listening to Blink-182, which wasn't cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would argue that there's nothing uncool about this. No, I just think as a 30-year-old woman, like, no one's listening to the Smiths. You're right, that is a niche which has not hit 30-year-old women. The Smiths is a very targeted audience. The Smiths also, like, Morrissey is, like, mad, isn't he? So, yeah, I can't go out into the world and be like, I like him because he's a twat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got to, sometimes you've got to separate the art from the artist, which I've struggled to do a few times, but I learned because I can still listen to Busted, even though I now know Matt Willis. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I used to play these bands on the radio when I was at Virgin, and like mm. we had a character that we had to play music for. Like, when we were talking, we had to think of a guy who we would be talking to. And we played The Smiths, we played The Cure, we played The Clash, we played Depeche Mode, like, very kind of, like, a certain sort of era of 80s and, like, a certain type of 80s. And the guy we had to do it for was a guy called Dave who lived in Nottingham. He was 34... He was married, probably didn't go to university, but like, you know, kind of had some education and had quite a nice job. But like there was this certain guy that we had to talk to on the radio. That's who we always had to think about. And it's not that far off. Dave would turn into Ken, I think. Yeah. So I do understand it. So in 16 years time, Dave would be Ken. Yeah, Dave is about five years off a divorce. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I kind of get it. That kind of music does appeal to a certain kind of, you know, lower middle class white dude, I suppose. That's basically what what the vibe is, isn't it? And I think a a lot of shoegazy men with maybe some slightly problematic views. That's it. And I think that's where my problem comes into it. That I say... 30-year-old queer woman, I want to be all about celebrating women and diversity and empowering us all. But actually, I want to listen to a moody white. Rosie, basically, I think what we're finding out here is, you know, you're this progressive queer woman. However, you're interested in Playboy and this. So actually, I think what you are is a white man from the 70s. That's what your dream. You want to be Don Draper from Mad Men. That's that's what you really want in life. Oh, God, yeah. I'm really really happy that I'm a woman and I'm disabled because if I wasn't, I would get (laughs) cancelled. (laughs) 
What do you think about this, Matt? I think this is good, bad. I don't see anything wrong with this. You know, I'm not the biggest Smiths fan because I don't really, like I said, I don't really get it. But The Clash, I love. Like, Lost in a Supermarket is the best song ever written, I think. Yeah. Whenever someone mentions music, I'm like, well, look, everyone's into what they're into and they should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone is free to love whatever they want. Like being in my band, right, we had Charlie who would talk so passionately about some band who no one had heard of. Like he had to traipse through some independent record store to find their CD and was kind of like, meh, I don't give a fuck about this. But he would talk with such passion about this fucking band and how important they are. And then James Bourne would be in the same car talking about the exact, in the exact same way about the Backstreet Boys. So it'd be, um, you know, but with the passion and drive that Charlie would have, yeah. you know. So and and I and I appreciated both sides, yeah. you know. So yeah. um, so I'm like, fuck it, man. You love what you love. Yeah. You love who you love. Look, I quite like the Clash. I do not like the Cure and the Smiths. They are not for me. I mean, <sighs> look, you got your millionaires now. Cheer the fuck up, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> it's not really, it's never been my vibe. Um, however, I don't think they're uncool. I'm going to say good, bad. However, I think this is almost not a confession. I think this is like a thing that you should be able to like. Yeah. Right, okay, can we have your next confession, please? Oh, my God. So I love Chris so much. And I eat. Chris every night in bed and sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night specifically to eat more crisps. Okay, so you will eat the crisps until you fall asleep. Right? Yeah. So you go to bed with the crisps. Yeah. So, so I mean, how many are we talking here? So I go through phases and my current phase is a bag of bacon rashes from the co-op and I can smash a packet in the night. Of a share bag thing? Yeah. In bed? Yeah. The crumbs that must be in your bed. Well, this is where I've really got to confess. So sometimes, not only the crumbs, I do drop a few whole crits in my bed. So that's when I wake up in the middle of the night, I find a whole crits from my pillow and I just... So you don't go back to eating them from the packet, but if you find any loose ones in the middle of the night in your bed, you're quite happy to pop them in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's, let's undress this. First of all, I have certain rules about what is acceptable to eat in bed and what is not. Anything that can form any kind of crumb is not acceptable in bed, I think. No. So, like, for instance, toast, like, any kind of crisps or... You know, popcorn, fuck, popcorn in bed. You know, like, none of that stuff is allowed, I think. And if it is, you have to be on top of the covers when you eat it. No! Getting in bed and eating crisps and popcorn is the best thing. It, I mean, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't stand it. If there was any crumbs in my bed, I'd just be like, ah, oh, eh, eh, eh. You're 
<laughs> Sucking them up like a hoover in bed like this. <laughs> we have a blanket ban on any food in the bedroom. Like, I mean, oh. really? very occasionally like a breakfast in bed for a special occasion. But like going and sitting in the bedroom and eating food is just not something that happens in our house at all. Right. The crumbs aren't worth it. And also a bowl will get left in there for ages. And I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. But every so often you take someone home and they'd be like, have you been to the beach recently? It's quite gritty (laughs) in this bed. (laughs) Lick it up, baby. Yeah, lick it and lick it. Rosie, this is our most X-rated episode ever. You know, some people bring, like, whipped cream to the bedroom (laughs) and certain things like that. Rosie just be like, right, come on. Crushing up a crisp packet. Oh, <laughs> I don't get eaten in bed. It's just not my thing. Yeah. My parents are really strict. So um, about house cleanliness. They're very cool, but like you weren't allowed food upstairs. Like it just wasn't a thing. Right. So I think maybe because it's been ingrained in me, I don't have this kind of open-minded aspect to bacon rashes. I think this is absolute insanity. Another thing about bacon rashes is they smell amazing. Yeah, they do. And you're going to sleep with that. <laughs> do you remember years ago? I don't know if you know about, if you've ever saw this, Burger King released an aftershave that smelt like a whopper. No! No! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe you just need a scent to sp- like a bed spray. You know, like most people, like every night we go to bed, we, we have a little lavender spray for the pillow. Yeah. You need one that just smells of like processed meat and yeah. then you'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I think we found a solution here that we could all work Yeah, with. we need to buy you a bacon diffuser. Oh, <laughs> yeah! Oh, my God. The bottom line is, right, every now and again, my kids will go into our bed. We have a TV in our bedroom, right? And they'll sit in our bed and they'll watch something. And if I come up to that bed and I find they're inside the covers and they've been eating things, I mean, all hell breaks loose. (laughs) It is not acceptable, in my opinion, to have crumbs in the bed. And for that reason and that reason alone, I'm out. This is bad, bad for me. (gasps) Rosie. I'm going to go bad, bad as well, because the feeling of crumbs in a bed. I've been, you know, I've lived in grim houses before and like been disgusting and like the feelings of crumbs in your bed. Just it just doesn't work for me. I don't care if you're exfoliated and smell like bacon. It's just not a vibe. So I'm I'm going bad, bad as well. You're wrong. You are both. I don't think we are. I don't think we are. It's a bad, bad Rosie. Look, Rosie, I'm not going to lie. It was actually quite a rocky road for you. 
It yeah. wasn't plain sailing. <laughs> there was a couple of shockers in there. How do you feel now you've got all this off your chest? I mean, it's been a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, it has. But yeah, I am so happy that it's all out there. And yeah. what we have learned is that deep down, I am an unpc male. Boarding addict. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Lovely. Absolutely. Who Fantastic. knew under that surface? No um, now, uh, Rosie, thank you so much for coming on. You have a Channel 4 show out at the moment. Can you tell us a little bit about it and where people can see it? I do. It's called Trip Hazard and it's a travel show where I go round the country just pissing about and having <laughs> fun and it's all on all four now and I think right now everyone's been so down and negative about the country because of COVID and yeah. how Hopefully this has just ignited a bit of positivity we all need right now. Oh, fantastic. You can catch that on all four. Love it. Thank you so much for coming on, mate. Uh, and you know what, Matt? I think we're friends now. Aww. Thank you so much, Rosie. No, I meant Matt Willis. Fucking zoop. There we go. That was Rosie Jones being absolutely hilarious. Very inappropriate. Big fan. I'm absolutely blown away by her. I love her so much. She's great, isn't she? She's so funny. I wish I could be a bit more like Rosie Jones. Yeah, but like she said in the podcast, you know, if she was a middle-class white man, she wouldn't be allowed to be like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, we are going to do a listener confession. So I've got one here, Matt. Okay. And what we normally do with these is we do them on the show with our guest. And if you get the extended version of the podcast on our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash W-N-O-W, you can also get that as well as an extra confession from our guest that week. But here is a little listener confession that I've got. Okay. I cannot shower nude. Whenever I shower, I always wear a bathing suit if I'm home alone or if anyone's in the house with me. It's something I started doing when I lived with housemates and I just realised I prefer it. Now, how do you feel about that? Well, I mean, instantly it's a bit strange. Yeah, a little bit. You know, first of all, the idea of a shower is to shower your body, not clean your bathing suit. True. You're supposed to be nude because your skin needs to be cleansed. I think, look, when you're in a pool in a bathing suit, it feels fine. When you get out of the pool in the bathing suit, it's a weird feeling that against your legs, isn't it? So I don't know if I'd want that every day. Is this a male or a female? I can tell you it is a man, I believe. Okay. Well, for instance, when I was in the jungle, I had to bathe every day in the shower in a cold like waterfall thing but I kept my bathing suit on the whole time right yeah of course because I didn't want you know I'm, I didn't want to be that guy um, who was 
publicly ridiculed forever. <laughs> so, you know, I thought I'll keep that bit of myself to myself. Fair enough. And I never felt like I was getting the full job done. I know what you mean. Especially with a man, there's certain bits that need to be pulled back and done things <laughs> with. And, you know, like you need to kind of get certain areas a little bit more attention than others. I don't have that problem. Oh, we do not, right? No, no, no. Well, well I do. <laughs> and it was not easily doable with swimsuit on. No. I didn't like it. You know what my issue with this is? Is I don't want the inconvenience of having to dry a pair of trunks every day. Yeah. That's the worst yeah. part about being on holiday, isn't it? You get in from the pool or the beach and you have to hang your trunks up to dry somewhere in the room of your hotel and they're never quite dry enough the next day. And that, for me, is an unpleasant enough feeling to say that this is bad, bad. Yeah. You know what? The actual feeling, I can understand why maybe they like that. Fine, whatever. If they like it, they like it. For me, it's the admin involved in cleaning the underpants and drying the underpants afterwards that makes this not a good one for me. I don't even know if they're doing it because they enjoy it or whether they've just become accustomed to doing it like that. Yeah, maybe it's just like they didn't mind it, so now it's just force of habit, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's like, you know, in like, I don't know, the early 1900s when women weren't allowed to be fully naked and they had to wear those bathing clothes and stuff. All of the clothes. All of the clothes at all times. You know, like, maybe he's just a bit like this. Traditional. He's traditional. Doesn't want to show off too much. I suppose, look, for me, the only thing that makes it bad, bad is the admin afterwards. Technically, it's clean all the time, right, this bathing suit. Do you put it in the washing machine? The admin side of it makes it bad, bad for me. Yeah. Like, for instance, when I get on the Peloton bike, right, I sweat like a madman, right? And if you put those sweaty shorts or T-shirt in the wash basket, that's going to be gross for everything else in the wash basket. When you open it, it's going to be gross. Just showering them. So I should just shower in them and clean them and just hang them up. Absolutely. But I don't hang them to dry. You know, so um, I would never shower in them. That'd be weird, right? Yeah, it probably would be straight. Maybe. Straight off the peloton into the shower in the same shorts. Into the shower. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like, you know, dude, let it hang out. Yeah. Be free. Be comfortable in yourself. Do you. I think it'd be a good thing for you. Yeah. I think I'm going to encourage this person. Okay. The next time you shower, just go for it. You know, see how it feels. Right. If you want to hear more confessions like that with our guests every week, you can sign up to our extended episodes on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash WNOW. And if you have a confession, send it to at WNOW podcast on Instagram. And maybe, just maybe, almost definitely, you'll hear it on the show. Yes. Look forward to hearing them. Thank you, guys. See you next week. Peace out. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.